Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! At box ce soir, Alexandre Vachon et Brandon Tidball. Oh, alors, Eric Nielsen, Jonathan Tremblay. Alors, Gord et Kevin Jormier. Oh. situation. There is a Cape Breton screaming eagle on the bench. He is on the bench in the middle of that pileup with the Teton. That is George Davis on the bench and he jumped right into the bench and that's what we're talking about. What's up everyone and welcome to another episode of Five in a Game. I'm your host Jordan. We are on episode 13 with part two of Ryan James Hand. Um, you're going to have to forgive me. My voice isn't the best. Um, I came down with something over the last few days. I just can't seem to shake it. I mean, I got puffers, cough drops, you name it. Um, I'm all over it right now. So I'm definitely not the best with my voice. But um, I had a lot of fun talking to uh, Ryan Hand. Um, the guy's an absolute legend in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League and in the LNAH. Like I said, the guy was 20 years old, fresh out of the Quebec League, and went right over and played LNAH. So that's it, that. That's massive balls on him. So before I get to the show, guys, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, there's over 50 shows on that network. Um, every team is represented. Definitely go out there and check it out. Um, there's definitely a podcast on there for you. Terry Ryan's on there. Another fellow uh, member of the Hockey Podcast, the fourth line voice, Darren. Go check him out, man. Um, he has a lot, a lot of good stuff on the go, man. Uh, Darren, um, like I said, I couldn't thank Darren enough Um I thank him every episode. He's the reason this thing got started. I had such a good time on his podcast. I decided to do one of my own. So um, Darren over there at the Fourth Line Voice, he has an amazing back catalog. He interviewed a lot of top guys, a lot of tough dudes. So definitely go check check him out. Uh, Alec over at the Five for Fighting podcast. Another one has a great back catalog, man. Um, he has a wicked YouTube channel, too. Um, he's uploading fan... fan uh, fans send them in and he uploads them to his page so he's got a lot of cool stuff over there so definitely go check him out um also check out the nordiques knuckle podcast with joe lizito absolutely amazing job joe does man um I, that guy there he said before he goes through everybody with a fine tooth comb and he doesn't leave any any rock unturned or every stone unturned whatever that saying is he definitely gets to the bottom of it so definitely go check him out um and yeah, if you guys could like and subscribe, I'm also on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on all the social media platforms that there could be. So definitely don't be afraid to hit me up if you want to, you got, got some ideas or you got a player that you're interested in or what have you. Definitely hit me up um, and we'll go from there. So thank you guys so much for the support. Um, I really, truly appreciate it. I hope you guys have a great Tuesday. I'm glad that you made it through Monday. You know, that's the start of the week. So hopefully I sneak in there and make the rest of your week all right, guys. So thanks again for listening to Five in a Game. And uh, I won't hold up too much of your time. I'll get right into it now. Um, This is my part two with Ryan Hand. Hope you guys enjoy and thanks for listening. So, Hand, you get get back off your suspension from Clayton Couche, I think, now. So you you take on a guy, his brother's a pretty tough cat. Mark Reckwitz, brother of Joel. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I was in Fort Worth that year. Uh, yeah, had a good one. If I gave it with him, pretty gave it to him pretty good. I actually got a uh, picture down in here in the hand cave. Me landing a pretty good laugh right off his chin. So, 
good memory of that fight. Yeah, 100%. Another tough guy you fought that year, buddy, uh, Justin Sawyer. Justin Sawyer, yeah. He was uh, he's a big lad. He, was, he actually played with Liza on there in Wichita. I got uh, actually got a fighting major for fighting both of them at the same time. So I was running around. I was on my game that night, and I got a few big hits. And I'd obviously played in Wichita, and the coach was sending lies on Sawyer, either or, <laughs> both shifts. You know, every every time I was on the ice, they were coming after me. So we got in a scrum. I ended up going from lies on to Sawyer, and then they both got a fighting major, and I got. A fighting major for both of them too. So, yeah. So, so that was uh, it. Was always fun playing against Wichita because they had Sawyer and Wise on both, and you know Kevin McClellan as the coach. You know, maybe always always kept it interesting. They were always coming after me, so I was able to get them both on the same play. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting them two guys on the same shift, man. I mean, yeah. that's a good one. Um, uh, another Valley. cat I'm gonna show. What's that? Yeah, the Twin Towers. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, another cat I'm going to throw at you here, Jim McKenzie. Yeah, Jim McKenzie, he was, uh, wasn't much of a fight. He was playing with Allen. I was just a guy that got in a scrum and, you know, tied up a little bit. But, he, you know, Jim McKenzie, great dude. Had a few nights with him. Uh, we went out with uh, in Allen a few times, so good lad. Yeah. Uh, one more I'm going to throw at you here, Hander, Trevor Hunt. Trevor Hunt. Don't remember that one much. No? Yeah, yeah no, you fought him that year, too. No, so, don't remember that one much. My next question, we're going into 2012-2013 here. How did you end up getting over to the EIHL? How did that come about? Oh, that was uh, that was the same agent that actually got me over to to Utah. Um, he had a few connections over, one of them being in Hull. So uh, <laughs> Hull was, you know, I obviously never didn't really even hear much about the league, but you know I'd heard during my homework that they had a few tough guys over there. Thought they yeah. really loved their tough guys, and I would do pretty well over there. So um, yeah, they announced it in the summertime and. It was all over Twitter, and it was, it was a crazy experience for me, for sure. Oh, 100%. What's the atmosphere over there like, man? Oh, man, it was uh, it was, it was, it was another world. It was, the fans were incredible, you know, especially where we were, like we were in Hull, and we didn't have the most money. We didn't have the biggest rink, but, you know, the most versatile venue, they called it, and it was... Uh, it was incredible. The fans, the people there, they all had their chance. Chanting for me, they had different chants when I was out on the ice. and oh, It was wild. They loved the fighters. I got voted yeah. uh, Beauty of the Week. I was fan favorite, Beauty of the Month, Beauty of the Year. Like It was it was priceless. Loved, that. loved my time over there. No, that's awesome, man. Yeah, like you said, they did have a couple tough cats over there, Adam Keith being one of them. Oh, man, Adam Keith was... Uh, he was already very well established. And that was a guy I fought when I played in the in the coast. And uh yeah, he was a tough guy, man. Just not not the biggest. But he was he was able to throw and we had a good one. I remember that one. So Yeah. Yeah, I'm Keith man, tough cat. I'm uh also another tough guy, Leon Le Pen. 
Lapine, yeah, he was uh, that was a guy I crossed paths with a few times. I would always try to go him, and he'd always have an excuse. You know, there's some guys that uh, some guys like to do it a little bit more than others, and you know, some guys just didn't really always want to every night. And I ran into a lot of those guys throughout my career. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Another guy you took on, buddy, there, Tom Sestito. What was it like fighting Tom? Well, Tom Sestito, what a what a guy. That uh, we had one guy on our team. Like, like I said, our team didn't have a lot of money, and we had one guy that was uh, just a local guy, was an architect, and uh, he picked up a rim around the boards, and Sestito came all the way from the one end of the ice down, and then cut all the way across the ice, and just absolutely fucking demolished this poor kid. And, like, he was out cold. I came over and gave him a couple shots, and he grabbed me, gave me a couple shots. He grabbed me into a DDT and pulled my jersey and gave me a DDT into the boards, threw my head, and then as I came up, I threw the most vicious, hardest left hand I've ever thrown in my life. So I, I got a good scar on my left hand, and I knocked him on his back, and I gave him, looked at him, and he was down on his back. Went to the penalty box. And I looked at him. He spit. I knocked out a couple of his teeth. There was blood everywhere. And I was, uh, was pretty fired up. He was apparently he was saying after he had he hadn't taken a shot like that in a while. So, oh, that's saying something, man. That guy taught, fought a lot of tough cats himself. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Another guy, Ben Olson. Oh, Ben Olson. Ben Olson was uh, that guy. He he was the guy who stopped. He just loved the attention. Thought he was the man, but yeah. was a fucking pussy. I was trying to go with that guy. <laughs> I was I was so fired up to fight that guy every single time I played him, and he never yeah. wanted it. He he was saying he was the champ, he was the man, and I gave it to him good. And you know, for him, it was you know he didn't want to lose that uh, lose the crown, I guess. But you know, once I gave it to him, he didn't really want it again. <laughs> No, <laughs> one's enough. Yeah, yeah. that's unreal. Uh, one more guy I'm going to throw at you there, man, Chris Frank. Chris Frank, yeah, he was pretty tough. Um, yeah. was, it was a, was it was a quick one. It was at the start of the year. Like even one of the, you know, a lot of the import guys you respect, and you, you know, you know, you're there to do a job, and just to pretty much please the crowd. And I think that was the biggest thing for me was just to. Make sure the crowd loved it. I was always putting on a show and you know kissing babies, signing autographs after the game, and I was loving it over there. It was the time of my life. Oh, I bet, man. I bet. I know. I figure like that place over there, like you said, they love their enforcers, and you see that all the time. So a guy like you oh. going there, it wouldn't take long being a fan favorite. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. And I was always the one that would uh, stop and talk, and you know, sign the autographs and give the pucks and. You know, whenever I could to do a little bit extra for any of the fans, and that really went a long way over there, especially. You know, still to oh, this yeah. day, there's people that I talk to over there, and you know, it was a great time for me for sure. No, that's awesome, man. Like you said, you're you're moving on, like you're 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 living the dream, man. You're seeing the world, you're playing hockey, and then you get to go overseas. Like that's absolutely amazing, man. Definitely, it's pretty cool. A few things I wish I would have done when I was over there. Uh, you know, because you're over there, I'll, I'll come back. I'll be able to do that again. But you know, any advice is just when you're over there, and you just 
do everything. Do as much as you can. You know, don't say no because you'll regret it all the way through. Yeah, no, for sure, man. It's uh, I guarantee it's a once in a lifetime experience, eh? Definitely. 100%. Um, so I'm moving on now. You're 2013, 2014. You're you're bouncing back between the the CHL and the SPHL, and you fight a guy called Alex Gallant. Oh boy, Alex Gallant! What a nail gun, man! That guy. Like, <laughs> not the biggest guy. Not the biggest guy at all. But man, that guy just—he fucking throws. Like that's a guy that puts 120% into every punch and. My whole yeah. brothers are all fucking absolutely tough, and they they do a job and they do the job well. <laughs> you know, yeah, oh man, breed, those guys are. Oh, you know, like imagine the shit that goes on in that household. Oh, they were like man, I couldn't imagine just just toe to toe. They're bam, 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 just right oh, off the yeah. button the whole time, like those guys. And he, he kind of he cut me open the top of my head and after I was like, oh, man, what happened? Like, just kind of chirping and I didn't even realize I was cut. I was like, oh, shit, he must, must have got me pretty good. But we went, we went toe-to-toe pretty good. Yeah. Well, them Galantz, man, I throw them fucking, like, Chuck Liddell overhand rights, man. Oh, yeah. They're, like, from four area codes away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fuck. Right. Um, uh, another cat you fuck, Corey, Bol- uh, Corey Fulton. He was a knock, though. Eh? He was uh, he was a big lad. Gave it to him pretty good a couple times, I think. He, uh, yeah. he had a good rivalry with uh, when I was in Fayetteville and Knoxville. You know, I was a team I was brought in because they were small. They were getting pushed around. You know, then I came in there, and then especially against Knoxville, and I came yeah. in there, and they were like, okay, well. <laughs> Got a little bit more room now. It's a little bit, a little bit more quiet. Nobody's chirping, and you know, that was one of the guys that I had to take care of on the other team for sure. Yeah. So did you start the year off, Andrew, in the SPHL, or like did you start off in the ECHL? Because it says I got you here. That's PCHL, CHL, and the ECHL. All that thing. You're there. Well, that year I ended up in. I came back at Christmas. No, sir. I went from Fayette, from Fayetteville. I got called up to the coast, and yeah. then I went to the coast in Elmira, and then I got cut at Christmas. I sent back down, but there was the freeze, or whatever. So then they told me just to come home, or you know, I didn't really have much to do, and then I ended up coming back and playing for Tetford. Yeah. So I ended up uh, finishing the year there. I they got me a place. <laughs> Living downtown Tetford Mines, Quebec. Had a place there, and <laughs> little little one bedroom basement shack. So it was, oh, was fun. They brought me yeah. back to that team, and then within the first week, we had signed Joel Terrio. So it was, uh, and that was that was crazy. Just that whole experience to go back. You know, obviously, where where my whole career really started, my pro career. To go yeah. back to that, you know, it was it it had totally changed. Like my whole career going from that league to all the way back. Like every every weekend, I was watching watching those fights. You know, dropped your gloves. I was yeah. watching those guys, and it was like the same guys that when I started ten years later, 
you know, they were still there. <laughs> you know, the same guys yeah. just two, three times a weekend. Like it's it's crazy, man. The, the job that those guys did for so long, you know. I know, you know, I know, like, man. Especially Ontario, like I was. If there was anybody that I watched the most, it was it was that guy. Just from you know my first time playing him to you know the the time that I met him in person was. You know, it was crazy just to be able to play with him. Once we got him, it was that year was we were the toughest team, we were the best team. Oh fuck yeah! And it was we won the championship that year because we had Terry. Joe would just take everyone, and then he would just take whoever was left. Yeah, yeah. He's the type of guy that probably gets the room fired up. I'd say before you set out there, right? Like, what's that guy's, like, pregame fucking ritual? Like, what's he off in the corner, punching the cement wall? Like, what's that doing before you go out and play hockey? Well, I was actually lucky enough to drive with that guy every fucking weekend from Montreal to Texas Mines. So we'd play Friday night at 8.30, and I would meet the boys in Montreal, just outside Montreal, and take the two-and-a-half, whatever it was, two, two-and-a-half hour ride in the van with Terrio every fucking weekend. So he's, he's a, obviously a, an unbelievable teammate, but a very good friend and someone who, yeah. you know, you just watch, who would just be able to, you know, flick a switch and take it to the next level. When, you know, he says something or gets mad and <laughs> snaps at you, you're okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. You got it. Yes, sir. No, sir. But, <laughs> It was it was crazy just to see how that guy, you know, he prepared. He got, you know, he just got to the room and it was like he was a, on another level, man. Like that guy, I was always well prepared, but I feel like that guy was just wouldn't wouldn't matter because that guy was just always just insane, ready to kill you. <laughs> he was throwing yeah, oh, hands to take your head off. And, yeah. And, the air quality changes when Joel Terrio walks in the fucking room. I guarantee it. Oh, man. It, yeah, for sure. Well, I remember my first year, first time I ever played him, my coach told me to fight him. So we actually, I get out in a little scrum in the middle of the ice and I give him a little shot. And, like, he grabs my stick and he fucking launches it. And, like... Like, throw, like launches it from, like, center ice and it almost, like, hits the boards at the end. Like, just like a straight shot. And then grabs nestle. me and, pull, like, nestle right to the boards. And then grabs me by two hands, grabs me by the jersey, pulls me in right to his face and goes, you're too young to die. And then lets me go. And, like, I fucking just skeeted right back to the fucking bench with my tail between my legs. Sat on the end of the bench. And the coach comes over, what happened? What happened? I'm just like, nah. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy got fucked yeah. that written all over. Yeah, yeah. Joel the animal, Terrio. No thanks. Yeah, so no. Like to get to get this guy on my team, and then to be able to you know drive with this guy and spend time like fucking go and shoot pool with this guy one day, just me and him. Like the stories just from sitting there talking to that guy was, you know, he's a fucking legend. You know, for oh. him. You know. He would like to fight that guy, and like to, I would have to follow that up. Like he would go and set the tone, and then I would I would be next. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to follow that up, but oh, uh, I never seen, never seen someone so like oh like zero to sixty man. It's like when the helmet comes off, his eyes just are like 
I don't even know. It's hard to explain it. Like you see, you're seeing it on ice level. Like imagine we're seeing it in the stands. Like you're right there looking at him, man. Like that guy's a fucking uh, monster. He's like the boogeyman yeah, on the game. Oh man, when he was when he was playing the fucking the guitar, the penalty box with his dick like fucking leg up on the boards. Like there's the viral clip of him. Like that's just him, man. He's a fucking like, he's a legend. He's such yeah. a such a good teammate and like. He walks around, he puts his fucking, goes top half first, put, and puts his skates on, so he's walking around, he's got his jock strap on, tighty whities with his shoulder pads on, like, wheeling around. <laughs> like, just a monster. <laughs> You're like, oh, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, no thank you. Um, so when you get back to the LNAH that year, you take on Curtis Hibbaugh. Yeah, I went to ball a few times. He was, uh, I came back to my, when I first came back there, it was, my first fight was against Murasti, and then everybody else was kind of, you know, the same guys that I'd been there the whole time. So yeah. it was a little bit of an adjustment period, like, for me to get back to that style. Yeah. Where it was more open, you know, so especially fighting a guy like Tidball, where I was able just to throw and throw and throw, and he wasn't stopping he wasn't defending anything. You know, I you know, beat, beat him up pretty good a couple of times. So I was on the end of his rope. Like, that guy's a warrior, man. He fucking so many fights, so many beatings. Yeah. Given beatings, taking beatings. You know, it was crazy. I don't, think the word no, I don't think the word no was in his vocabulary when he laced up the skates, oh. man. That fucker, that fucking guy fought everybody. Yeah, twice. <laughs> Yeah, if not ten I mean, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. twice a game. Yeah. Him and his brother, Bill. Yeah. Like, it's another two tough brothers, man. Yeah, no, they were, man, for sure. Um, another big cat you fought this season, too, man. What's it like fighting Cedric, bro? No, oh, that is the boogeyman, man, right? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. That guy here. Yeah, he's a scary like, individual, I'd say, man. I'd say that's probably the hardest punch I've ever taken, was that guy. One of the hardest punches, for sure. And like that really? guy was like, yeah, and like not not the biggest guy, but like that's just a guy that I looked at that I like. No thanks, I didn't. I felt I was never intimidated or scared. Yeah. But there's you know, like that was one guy who I I put at the, right near the top of my list for guys I didn't want to fight. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's a problem, man. He fought a lot of cats too. He was there like when the door opened. I think and a lot of years there, man. Like just and those are guys that just hit you hard. Like you're yeah. they hit you once and like difference between pro and the LNAH is you know, those guys you know, those guys are playing hockey. They were throwing fast and you know, bang, 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 they're gonna hit you as fast as they can. Okay, they look good. Threw a few shots. And then you go back to the LNAH and these guys are throwing, you know, five, ten shots and those are five, ten kill shots. Oh so these are five yeah. or ten bombs that are going to fucking take your head off if you're not protecting yourself you're not you're not fucking ready and i always preach you know preparation is so key and that's why i was able to do so well in those fights because i was so prepared because i was able to watch video you know and i was up every night watching whoever i was going to play i knew exactly what they were going to do you know so it wouldn't matter and i watched my fights i watched their fights and i was so so educated on everybody that it wouldn't matter. Yeah. So that's why I yeah. was always going to win 
because I knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah, you had the fight fight out in your head before you even got to the ring. I was I was in the gym that week. You know, like the games were on Friday, Saturday. So I was in the gym Monday through Thursday visualizing Curtis Pitbull's face, punching the bag as hard as I could. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. that was <laughs> me getting ready for the weekend. You know, at that point, like that was... That was that was pretty cool, especially like that year and then my I think it was the next year I went like twenty and twenty and oh, a couple of draws, but like I didn't lose a fight for for a while. No, no, you didn't man. You're on fire there. You fought uh Weapon X, Alex Banner. Oh yeah, that guy uh pretty sure it was his last fight too. Cause yeah, he I only was there for a little bit. No, like he he was done after that. Like I gave him a gave him a conky pretty bad. He caught him with a left. It doesn't look like much, but I caught him with a left on the inside, and I busted him open. I actually had uh, he was playing with the sheriff that was with uh, Jean Pierre, yeah. and him, Weapon X, and fucking sheriff both came into my house, my into my little apartment in Texas after. They were both sitting there, and fucking Weapon X had a big gauze band fucking wrapped all the way around his head. He had a cut on his head from from me. <laughs> Looking at the guy who did it. <laughs> yeah. You got something to drink? <laughs> exactly. You had a little bevy. Yeah, that's unreal. Um, another guy you run into here, man, it's David Starenke. Yeah. Starenke was, uh, I definitely gave it to him a little bit better at the end compared to when I fought yeah. him junior. And like I said, when, when I was at the end, I was I was a veteran at the end of my career, especially. And I definitely yeah. wasn't looking to take any damage, but I was inflicting a lot. Yeah, no, for sure you were, man. You were, you were on fire when you came back. Um, another guy here, he fought a bit in uh, LNA hates me. Man, that's uh, that Gillian Coot. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. Coote? Yeah. Coote, man. Coote. I, I played with him in Sorrel, too. I was like, Coote is... Seems like a good guy. Oh fuck, he's an absolute beauty. Great guy, absolute, unbelievable dude. But no, in that fight, that was that was in the playoff, and it was against Sorrell. That was following Marathi Terrio, like one of the best ones, one of the fucking YouTube that one man, <laughs> where Terrio's bald and fights him like. Oh my God, yeah, I've seen it, man, a hundred times. He's got like his skin bald, yeah. Dude, so quick story about that one. So we played Jonquière in the semis. So we played, we, we beat them in, in five, I think. Anyway, so we had, Cario had a two-game suspension and because he fucking jumped Gabby Rock, hammered him, ended up getting the suspension. So we hadn't seen him in like two weeks. The last time we saw him, because like, he, had, he had a beard and long hair from, you know, the end of the season, and then it was two rounds in the playoffs. So he had a big yeah. beard, and like, so we hadn't seen him in like fucking. And like, like I said, I got, I was traveling with him. And I was really excited to see this guy. And like, he didn't come, he didn't take the van. He was just going to meet us there. Yeah. So I walk into the room, and I look across, and like, he was right across the room from me. And I look across, and I see this guy, and he had completely shaved his entire head, like his yeah. whole face, his whole face. His eyebrows, his beard, his head, everything was completely bald, just bicked. 
and like psychotic look in his eyes. And like, oh yeah, all kind of put on like I was not going anywhere near that guy. And then he fought fucking nasty and dusted him. Yeah. So I saw so Kude after. Oh yeah. So I saw Kude after, and I'll be honest with you, he like if he's a boxer, he's like a hundred. Yeah. 75 pounds, 180 pounds, whatever he was. But this guy was a fucking... Oh, man. He, like, the hands on this guy. He would hit me behind the ear, kidneys, behind the ear, kidneys, behind the ear, kidneys. He did it like five or six times. After the fight, I did not even go to the penalty box. I went straight to the room. I went right to the fucking bathroom, and I puked for like 10 minutes. From him hitting oh. me in the kidneys. Yeah, just beat the lunch right out of you. Oh my god, I'd never, never felt like that in my life. Straight to beat. Yeah. <laughs> From body shots. Yeah. Like, you get, well, you get, you get like 20. Oh fuck. Yeah, well, like they suck on a good day. Imagine a boxer yeah. who knows where to hit you. You know what I mean? Oh, this yeah. guy does this shit. Oh, the, look up uh, day when he fought uh, Weapon X. They fought in a, yeah. in a bench clearing brawl, and yeah, they, got no they gear took on. their tops off, and they're just doing their boxing on the ice. Yeah, yeah, and and two days tapping them. <laughs> that's that's yeah, how tough two days. Yeah, he is man. He's a tough cat. Um, another guy you fought here too, man. Uh, fought him a ton too. Every year. Laughy. Yeah, big laugh. Yeah, I can hear the chant as we say it. Yeah, we actually share the same birthday as well. Oh, <laughs> so, oh really? Just so you know, yeah. No. So I beat the piss out of him every time I fought him. Big fucking yeah, guy. Funny. He was a guy that was all for the show. You know, he yeah. had, he's ripping around in warm-ups, staring at you, you know, throwing his arms up, doing it all for the crowd, and then... And you drop the gloves with him, you just fucking... I, I beat him up pretty good every time. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a video of him out there at warm-up, like, pretending he's fighting oh, yeah. Elba, like he's just shadow boxing oh, yeah. or something like that, looking at the other team. Oh, yeah. I was like, holy fuck. Look at him. Yeah, he's, oh, yeah, uh, he's still doing a about him. Yeah, fucking imagine. Yeah, he took a bit off there, man, and he came back, and fuck, he's fighting just as much as he ever did. He's in two leagues at once or something. He's in that other one below you, and he's fighting there all the time, too. I don't know how those guys do it, man. Like, I'm 37 I now. I don't. I'm like, yeah. I joke around with the guys, and the, guys, the kids that I coach. Because, like, I'd go, but, like, I don't want to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd rather not. Shit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know, man. Like, so, yeah, he's roughly around the same age as you, probably, because you guys are in the queue roughly around the same time. You and Laffy. Yeah. Yeah, he's still a man. You're younger, I think. Yeah, no, that's got fuck that written all over it. Um, another guy he fought in the playoffs here that season, uh, the sheriff himself. Yeah, that was uh, that was Sean's 500 fight, I think. Yeah. And he's. Uh, <laughs> I was. I was trying to get him to go. He didn't want to go because I'm very good friends with Sean. Obviously, yeah. played together for two years. My first two years pro. Here he had 85 fights. You know, with, with Unreal. Yeah. 
you know, he was, you know, he was fighting the number one guy on every team twice a night. Didn't matter who yeah, it was. It's still the same two, schedule. Three three games on the weekend. No, it was two games a week. So he was fighting Friday, Sunday. He was going four times. Oh fuck! And like, yeah, the toughest fucking guys every fucking weekend. He was never yeah. fighting the number two. Never. Yeah. He would fight the yeah. number one guy every single fucking weekend. So I would say, yeah. He was a guy. He had a certain style. He'd pull your, you know, he was so big. He'd try to get on the top of you and pull your jersey up and over you, force you down, kind of land on top of you and get you spinning, pull your jersey over your head and hit you with a couple pillows and, you know, do it for the show. But I caught him. I gave him a, gave him a black eye. So that was the first black eye he had in years. So the 500 fight. <laughs> Well, what an accomplishment, man! Like you got to tip your hat to that 500 professional hockey fights, man. That's that's amazing, <laughs> right? Oh, that's unreal! Fun. That is fuck. So we're in your 2015-2016 year. Um, couple na- like um, so you played with Tiro. Um, you also had Martin Lariviere on that team. What was Martin like? Oh, Larry was a beauty, man. I can't, like I I fought him at the start of my career too. Fought him when I was at St. Hyacinth. Yeah, and the guy was there. He was there the whole time. He was that was a guy that fought anybody. He small guy, very small. Had you know, no reach, no size, but uh, fucking bowling balls for nuts. You know that was a guy. Oh. That, he was willing to fight anybody, and he was a lefty, so he'd get pulled yeah. in really close, and then. Let you out, hit you one quick, couple quick ones, pull you back in close. You know, get a couple quick ones back in close. So he had a certain style that was worked to his advantage for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Another guy that was on that team with you, Kevin Balduk. Fuck man, Kevin and Tommy Balduk, bro. Yeah, Tommy tough, Balduk. Tough fucking boys. No, oh, dude, Tommy Balduk is probably one of my all-time favorite teammates. Ever. Yeah. That guy is, Yeah. Oh my god, that guy's oh what a beauty. So he was one guy that when I played in St. Hyacinth at the start, like obviously he had the massive visor, right? Yeah. He's yeah, still playing with like the nineties Q visor. Yeah, the huge one. So he yeah. would come up and like in warm ups he'd come up and like never speak to me, but he'd come up and he'd tap the red line and he'd go up and he'd go like Forward, stop, backwards, crossover one way, you know, a couple stop, and then up, and then backwards, crossover the other way, and he'd stop, and he'd be like, okay, your turn, let's go. You know, and then he'd do, like, tight turn, tight turn, tight turn, okay, your turn, let's go, and challenging me like that. And I thought it was fucking jokes. So I never fought him. Yeah. But when I played with him, like, I always heard stories about him. You know, he's, yeah. this guy's crazy, never talks to anybody, sits there in his stall before the game, he's high out of his mind, you know, reeking of marijuana, sits there with a, you know, with a fur coat on, big boots, headphones on, yeah. popping his tunes. I'm like, <laughs> that, that was always the legend, right? So I <laughs> play with Tetford. We have Tommy on our team, Tommy and Kevin, both. And the, Tommy, I walk in, I see this guy first time. Sure as shit, he's wearing a fucking white fur coat. He's got the fucking big construction boots 
headphones on, bumping, and like everybody thought Tommy was, you know, he was crazy, didn't talk to anybody, but Tommy always talked to me. <laughs> and I'm the guy that yeah. everybody will talk to, right? So, yeah. you know, Tommy, he was not monster hands and hip hugs. That was called like hip hips with lunch boxes, those things. And Kevin was uh, for those two to be brothers, you know. And Kevin the lefty, yeah, king of the one punch. He wanted yeah. to get the big boy. Wanted to get the hammer of Thor on his left yeah. hand, so whenever he hit people, he could say he was hit with the hammer of Thor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's unreal. That's like, yeah, I mean, I watched them when they were here. Uh, tough, tough cats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Bulldog brothers are beauty day. And now, here's a word from our sponsor. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoop action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place the same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. And if I was going to bet on any game, it would be the Lakers and the Knicks. I'm a big, huge Lakers guy, so they're my guys, and that's the team I think you can always bet on, and I really think it's going to pay out. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 on the NBA and get 200 free bets instantly, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Um. Guy, I'm gonna. I got some new guys out here. I'm gonna throw at you for this season. Andrew uh, Huber Poulin. Oh fucking Poulin! That guy was. Uh, that's what I mean. Those guys were so different. Like those guys in the in the Quebec Senior League. Those guys like Poulin. He's a boxer. He's a fighter. You know, these guys yeah. are fighter first, hockey player second. So these guys train like fucking maniacs to do a job, like, and then they play hockey on the side. So, Poulain was a guy who, you know, he was coming in, you know he's well-trained, he's going to have cardio, he's going to have energy, he's going to hit you with both hands, like, these are things, we had, we had a few good ones, I gave it to him pretty good, you know, the last one, um, but he's a guy, so much respect, he's still doing it too, like, yeah, man. he can play the game pretty well too, he had some wheels on him, yeah, yeah, he was quick little bastard, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And both of you guys, man, watching you guys square off because you were you got right down low too, and it's like the two of you were right on the same level. And I was like, holy fuck, this is the first time I've ever seen them go like match you like below. You know what I mean? Like that low center of gravity type deal. And you guys are just circling. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be a fucking killer fight. Oh yeah, it was a good one too. Yeah, Sorrell, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um. This guy here, man, um, can take a fucking punch. I'm talking about Gabby Rock. Yeah, Gabby Rock was uh, obviously he's very tough. One of the toughest to play in that league. One of yeah. the toughest to take a punch in that league. <laughs> that was a guy that oh, would always saying, cheer me. Yeah. You know, he he would always cheer me, telling me to fight him open. Let's go, let's go toe to toe, because all these guys are because of my defense. I was so technical. It was so hard to punch. You know, I was always blocking and dodging and doing all these little things. And he was a guy that just, 
hold on and hit you in the face. Let's go. Yeah, that's right. Until we fall that's center of the jerseys. Yeah. Yeah, so he's he's a tough guy too. He's yeah. fucking hard fucking head on that guy. Oh, body, you got a better chance of breaking cement, I think, than fucking caving at him. It's like a fucking moose, you know what I mean? He's got a big, he's got a head on him, man. Um, uh, tough cat. Um, Sam Levesque. Oh, fuck. He's chiseled out of stone, bro. Oh, there's a WWF wrestler. He does. He does. He looks like the fucking Texas tornado on skates. And like that guy's like, he's a monster. The fucking pipes on that guy, forearms, like just, just shredded. Oh so yeah. The guy you knew was, oh man, like that was revered to Lou. They had, they had him and uh, the fucking camel, Dave Hamill. Yeah, I was just gonna ask guy. you about him. I fucking hated that guy, man. He's such a cheap piece of shit. He's a guy. Yeah. Like, those guys are so fucking. He was high on something, coming out just fucking cross-eyed, could barely skate, looking like he's on rollerblades, fucking throwing left. I tore my bicep because I hit Hamill with a left, and he dropped, and my fucking arm, like my arm basically hyperextended and tore my bicep, and I hit him. Yeah. Yeah, he's real bad for hitting people when they're still on the ground, man. Oh, fuck, yeah. He, he gave us a pretty good. Him and, him and Levesque both, they... But we got in a brawl and we were shorthanded. They fucking, both of them jumped me and both of them pounded on me pretty good. Yeah. Well, what do you do, right? <laughs> Two against one. Yeah, the, like, the math's not there, right? Yeah. Not much I could do. <laughs> no, well, you know, he's hitting you on the ground. Like I said, I've uh, that's the one thing about him. Like, the guy's still doing it in the LNH, but every single fight you see, man, he's fucking bad for hitting people on the ground. Bad for that's it. awful, man. Like, you gotta, you gotta show some respect. To me, there's no need of it sometimes. Like, never, it's like every no single time. There's, there's been a couple times in my life that that it's happened, and there's always been a reason for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not exactly. one that's gonna look to hit somebody when they're down, and you know, even you tell a kid now, you know, if you ever get somebody when they're in that position, you let up. You never hit somebody when they're down. No, exactly, man. Like, exactly. There's no need of it. Um, but yeah, like I said, the guy's notorious for it, man. I get that. I heard that a lot. So hey, you're not the only person to ever say something like that. And now here's a word from our sponsor. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time it's pretty unrealistic. Um, I, you know, I, you know, I had the same new year's resolution. Everybody else did. I was going to eat better, you know, go to the gym and stuff like that. But like things, you know, just don't really pan out that way. I've actually found the smallest change in your routine can make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be a part of a big change if it's something you use every day, like my Raycons. Raycon is a premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. You know, Raycons have been a pretty big deal for me. I use them with my podcasts. I started going for my walks and I use them all the time. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycons got you covered. And yup, Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands. 
So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each or a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. I have multiple pairs. I keep one in my car and I keep one on top of the fridge, you know, just so I have one on me at all times because you never know when you're going to want to use them. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure that you feel great about your purchase. They offer pay now, pay later options. Every purchase has an easy and free return guaranteed. You know, I really, really like them. The earbud tap functions, the noise isolation and awareness mode it really works great so if you're ready to buy something small with a big impact go to buyraycons.com slash thpn today to get 15 percent off your raycon order that's buyraycon.com slash thpn to score 15 percent off buyraycon.com slash thpn another cat still doing it. it's been in the fucking league since a, a while chris Kaluche, man <sighs> Yeah, that's that's really guy. Nice. I, fuck, I hate that guy too. I hate playing that guy. <laughs> there was a guy I was, yeah. I was trying to go, and I pounded him a few times. I just pounded on him. He did fuck all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he talks a lot. Yeah, talks a lot, but never wants to back it up. You know, good yeah. for him. He's still doing it, but he's he's just an ugly fucking bastard too. It's the worst style. Just looks like a fat piece of shit that smells bad, you know. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, uh, <laughs> moving on, there we got uh, Gabriel Butan. Uh, it Butan Ganyan? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was a lefty, so I got to go him. I felt like that fight was because uh, I that. That was with when I was with Tepford, though, and I was, yeah. uh, you know, I felt like I was kind of almost throwing similar laps to Joel Terrio at that point. Yeah, I was throwing yeah. laps like he was throwing laps, and I was, I threw a few consecutive, like Joe did. Remember, good time, good time for sure. Yeah, um, another big man here, man, Bobby Fugier. Yeah, Fugier was uh that was on the end of his end of his fighting definitely because he played for Gatno in the queue. He was a fucking yeah. big tough guy. I don't think he really liked to do that job either. Yeah. Just a big guy that's almost forced to do it because he's got the size. Good player too. Oh, big, lad. big big fucking dude. I gave it to him pretty good though. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, this guy here, man, he he had quite the name for himself in the Quebec Major Junior League. That's Kevin Cormier. Oh, Kevin Cormier. Yeah, there was uh he got one in a brawl too. And I popped yeah. him and I ended up dropping him. I felt I actually felt bad for him and dropping him. Yeah. I gave it to him pretty good too at the end. He's a cross-eyed yeah. bastard, though. <laughs> he had that one fucking... He had that one blue eye east and then the other blue eye west. Just fucking... Just all the way, looking all over the place. Yeah, Kevin, yeah. man, yeah. Yeah, well, we're getting into your last season here, Hander. And I'll, uh, I'll save the best one for last here. Um, again, you fought Laffy and Hamill and Poulon. You fought Mikel, Joey Levesque. Yep. 
Yeah, he was. He was just he coming was just up, I think, thing, wasn't he? He just started. Yeah, just started. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you gave him one. Definitely. But the one I want to talk about, man, before we close it up here, is the big brawl that you had with Sorrell and Laval, where uh, you landed quite the shot on Mr. Joel T himself. You uh, oh, you hit a good one. Yeah. You fucking yeah. hit a good one that day. You couldn't have picked a better shot than the one that you threw right there. I've watched it a hundred times. And and I, and I I shit you not, man. Like Joel Terrio, like he was my fucking, he was my hero <laughs> for yep. the on ice fighting. You know that was a guy that I looked up to. That winning with him, you know when he he went to Laval, I went to Sorrell. It was it, it was tough because I didn't want to fight him, and I didn't even think about fighting him. And there's a couple other guys they had Laffy, they a couple other guys that I could have fought. And with that one we we just there was a hit on the wall. I came in like he kinda he he hit me first. He gave me that first pop in the face and as soon as he popped me like I was ready to go right away and I started throwing and I remember when I hit him with that uppercut, it was like his yeah. whole body just went limp. Oh and fuck yeah! You hit the snooze button, and like that was—it <laughs> it was the punch heard around the world because it was all oh, hell yeah talking about it, and it was yeah. I wasn't I wasn't as happy or proud as I as one thought I would be. I guess it was yeah. something that uh, with him especially, you know, I hit him, and then we went to the box. And yeah. I'm sitting in the box watching another fight happen and then the bench is clear and then he comes to the penalty box and he's like, Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go and like trying to pull me out of the box and I'm like, No man, I'm fucking I'm tired, like I'm gas I, I didn't want to go there the first time. He's like, You fucking owe me. You fucking drop me, let's fucking go and I'm like, No, no, let's go and then Gives me a little shot, and I'm like, okay, back up. So I boxed up, and then I stepped out of the box, and then we went again. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was, uh, I was gassed. <laughs> First off, I didn't want to fight. I was yeah. actually fucking so gassed. It just happened at the end of the shift, and then to that, and that, it was, yeah. It was interesting because, like I said, I never thought of fighting Joel like everybody else I prepared for. I knew what I was yeah. going to do with him. I didn't even didn't even think about it because I didn't want to fight him. No, exactly. And I actually like he he called me not too long ago, and video called me. And I was sitting there. I had my five-year-old son on my lap, and we were sitting there watching TV, and Joel Terrio video calls me. And I'm like, I'm like, is this an accident? Like, what the fuck is this, you know? So I answered it, and I talked to him for a minute, and he ended up telling me that I was the one that killed the animal. Oh, wow. I'm sitting there, like, with my kid right there. Like, he's sitting there, like, I have no fucking idea what's going on. Meanwhile, yeah. Like, the the animal has me on video call telling me that, and I was like, man, like, 
that that killed me. You know, that was a guy yeah. that I looked up to that, you know, I didn't want to do that. Yeah. You know, to know the, to see what happened to him after, it was just, he was never the same. No. You know, that's the first time I think that's ever happened to that guy, man. It was, it, I, it, whether he expected it or whether it was, you know, he hit me and I just went into, you know, straight defense mode, right? Yeah. So like, yeah, well, like I said, you smashed him. The fucking, you give it to him pretty good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, moral of the story is, you fucking clacked him. What a good one! Like it was a, it was a good shot. Like it's on YouTube, man. For people up there that want to go see it, like it was a nice, clean, fucking snooze button for sure. Right on the button for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Just like a magnet, man. Boom. But uh. Yeah, and so, like, uh, what is Ryan Hand doing now? Well, I, I'm i living in Ottawa here. i got a, a family, got two kids, Mavericks 5, Mason's 17 months, uh, beautiful wife, Teresa, you know, so very supportive, running my own hockey company, handmade hockey, um, on a skill development, I do tournaments, I run a pro league in the summer, Um I work with all ages, work with different teams, and I'm a junior A coach as well. So I coach the Ottawa Junior Sens uh, here in Ottawa, the Junior A, CCHL. We're sitting in first place right now. We're a pretty good, uh, pretty good crew, great coaching staff, and we're looking to uh, looking to repeat again. So That's perfect, man. Oh, that's great to hear. I just want to say thank you so much, Andrew, for coming on the show, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, man, thank you. It's great uh, great catching up and uh, reminiscing down that memory lane. Some good times, for sure. Good memories, thanks. Yeah, I know. You had one hell of a career, bro. Like I said, I couldn't thank you enough, and thanks for thanks for everything, man. Well, thank you, man. All the best to you. And that's my interview, part two, with Ryan James Hand. Um, the guy was an absolute beauty to talk to. The man's an absolute legend, and I couldn't thank Ryan uh, for coming on the show. I really and truly I couldn't. Um, he was a great guest. Um I wish him all the best with his hockey uh with his hockey program and his business and everything and thank you so much Ryan for being a part of the show and don't forget to tune in next time when I go over the top 5 toughest showing in cataracts and I do questions and answers with Samuel Duplain. Thanks guys so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time here on 5 in a game. And this is what I'm concerned about down the stretch. This could get out of hand. The fans love it. But boy, oh boy, the two coaches have to be careful in a situation like this. It could get ugly. It really could get ugly. You don't want things like this to get out of hand.